We're the Nada Grande Boys. I'm Rodney Wood. And I'm Kyle Jackson. Welcome to the Nada Grande Outdoors podcast where we hunt it forward. Good, very good. Yeah, there we go. Cool. Sweet. Welcome Rock to the shit show that is live Nada Grande Outdoors. <laughs> <laughs> Should we, should we turn? Yeah, totally froze. No idea what you're saying. Should we what? I said, should we try and do the Facebook thing again? The Facebook thing? We go live. Oh, that was totally Yeah, good. we're good. We could totally go to Facebook. Um, start, might start jacking with the fastness of my computer. But well, let me, let me do it then. No, nah, I got it. If it starts giving us problems, I can get off. But exit whatever okay. you want to call it. So what are we talking about today? I just remember last time you like you ran out of data or something. No, I, I was running out. The computer was wheezing the juice. Yeah. So that's no good. It's wheezing the juice. Um. Well, we're going to talk about some things and stuff. Some stuff and things. <laughs> I... I posted that it was going to be the ra- the ramblings and and so far, campfire side talk type stuff. I don't know what that involves, but we're apparently we're going to ramble. I'm looking at my hat in the, in the video, and it looks pretty jacked up. <laughs> well, yeah. That hat always looks like you got it on backwards to me, dude. It looks the, wider in the front than it is in the back. Do this. Yeah, that's not much better. But at least it looks forward that way. So. This has been through a lot, so. Right. I guess, so just a little info. Due to the lovely um, pandemic that we're in. The Rona! We have no more podcasts to release. Um. So we're doing a live one, because that's all we can get. Yes. That's what we got. We had one recorded with Mule Deer Foundation. Yeah. Um, and I was pretty excited about that one, but uh, technical difficulties, um, we lost it. I don't know what happened. It's deleted. We'll have to get back with her and, and do it again. That, yeah. was a, that was actually a pretty enjoyable one. Yeah, it was, it was a good podcast. Um, so... I want to do that again. We'll get that set up and we'll do that again. But wave at the peoples. I like to wave at the peoples. So, but anyway, so we're out of podcast. We're going to have to record some podcast this weekend, Kyle. I know. <laughs> don't, tell, don't tell somebody. That's why I was whispering. Uh, it's going to be, it's going to be late nights. Right, right. But, um, but what's new? Right. So, but anyway, so that's why we're here live, and tonight we're going to talk about, I think, a few things. We're probably, like you said, just just some campfire ramblings, maybe answer some questions any of the peoples have, um, talk a little bit about our hunts that we have this year, um, which I know we've, we've touched on them, you know, like we touched on what we drew and stuff like that, but um, I'm going to talk about like the doldrums of summer um 
turkey season's over. And as far as big game, there's lots of small game things to do, and we can talk about that. But, you know, turkey season's over, and big game doesn't start until pretty much August, except for those August. that are lucky enough to have an orc stag, an off-range orc stag. Uh, yeah. There's there's some months, but, but, you know, for the majority of people, hunting doesn't start till August or September again, at least here in New Mexico. Yeah. Um, so, you know, fishing, small game hunting, stuff like that. Um, it's the doldrums of summer, man. We can't get back out until the fall. Yeah. Which is... Um, there's another, so I was kind of, kind of looking on... Um... On Facebook here, and mm-hmm. we had a, a comment um, on your publishing of the discussion on, or that the New Mexico legislature had passed state wild the state wildlife corridors act. Um, we had a comment by you know, Elizabeth Stevens talking about how it affects people and stuff like that. So that might be a, a topic that we could touch on at least at least our feelings on it yeah and i i went and i went and read um some of those articles first off it's you know um what, what was the term that i used for that uh, california conservation uh it's not it's not new mexico so well so i, I think touching on Touching on on the concept of, of wildlife corridors, I think I think wildlife corridors are important, and they're actually they're actually showing the data showing that they are um, wildlife corridors are, are crucial to animal migrations. But that being said, um, one of the best I mean one one of the best ways they start figuring out how to do that up in like. Idaho and Montana and Wyoming yeah is 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 the overpasses and things like that mm-hmm. um, the, the 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 tricky part about that here in New Mexico is we don't have a lot of herds that are migrating long distances like up there the, no. the biggest migration that we know of now that the department is actually putting putting some money into collaring some an, animals along you know along our, our state's borders and and some some in some critical habitat um, to, to get a better grasp on on migration and and how much it, it is but as far as we know probably our biggest migration that we know of in the state at this time is up there in that 2b country where we where we drew that tag the, the mule deer migration out of Colorado from the high country to the low country is is one of the bigger ones that we know about um, that being said we have quite New Mexico, geography is is pretty interesting in that um the mountain ranges we have in new mexico tend to create isolated um populations not to say that there's not a one-off and not a or not a a unique situation where it it happens all the time an ibex gets off the florida mountains and runs over onto the missile range Mm -hmm. and they and they gotta kill kill an ibex because he's way off where we where um the department really wants him um but that being said there's for the most part there's not big migrations from um the major habitat areas um 
within the state, especially talking about elk. Um, there are smaller migrations, there are smaller movement patterns, uh, but we just don't have the, the large migrations that you have other places. And again, I'm gonna, I, I will throw a caveat in that we know of. Yeah. Um, you just don't see them. Uh, and hopefully we, we learn more about that as, as the department starts to gather more data about that. Um, but I think, you know, I think the, the Wildlife Corridors Act, I think, has some dangerous language in it. Um, yeah. But the, the idea, I feel, is a, is a good idea. Mm -hmm. um, and and with as long as it's implemented, implemented uh, at a, on a common sense basis by wildlife professionals, well, I think that's important. And on both sides, you know, we're, we're always advocating for both sides working together. And after having gone and and read the articles that she alluded to, um, that Elizabeth uh, Stevens alluded to, there was a lot of it seemed to point, and especially knowing her and knowing, knowing I, I think what she's talking about, those articles kind of pointed to how um, it's affecting private landowners. Um, yes. And so... That is a consideration, you know, and, and I know that there's a lot of things that private landowners and public land hunters, um, conservationists are at odds over a lot of things. And there's a lot of things that are happening, um, at least according to that article. And I haven't done a whole lot of research. I just, I just mostly read um, that article that she kind of, not even a specific article, she said, look up this, and I did. And there were several articles about it. And most of it was kind of alluding to... Mm -hmm. Um, kind of an imminent domain takeover of some private land, you know. So, like I said, that, and that's kind of what yeah. I was talking about when I said I think there's there's some probably controversial and maybe a little bit dangerous language mm -hmm. in that act, leading towards those types of uh, those types of things. So, yeah, yeah. So, so we got to be careful, and and it's something that we as hunters, it, I, I agree, it, it, it's a very important topic. Uh, it is something for us to definitely do the research on. Uh, and there's a lot of reasons to do that research from, you know, from conservation, from just education to also um, damage management, you know, vehicles hitting hitting animals and stuff like that. There's all kinds of good reasons to do this research. But then Absolutely. when we go to making a plan on what to do with that research, I think it's important that, that we keep in mind that – no one entity is above the other. It, yeah. It kind of needs to be a partnership, a working together um, for the best of, of all worlds, you know. And I think that we forget that a lot. Um, I know that a lot of arguments, and we harp on this. We, we talk about it all the time. Uh, I, I think a lot of people think that we're probably pro-private land. Um, and I don't, I don't know that you can label us pro-private land we're pro-cooperation we're uh, pro both i mean i yeah, we, we're, exactly. we're public land hunters mm -hmm. but you also have to recognize the value that private land uh adds to wildlife conservation Absolutely. um i Especially can tell you first i can tell you firsthand the <clears throat> the amount of time that it takes a public agency to get a project on the ground on public land is, um, you know, seven to ten years between all the all the bureaucracy and the red tape and the um, 
and the hoops that you got to jump through in the public meetings that you got to have, which it's designed that way and it's good because yeah. you get you get input from everybody because it is public land and, and it is multi-use. So you got to get input from all the shareholders. Yeah, but it, it takes it a takes, long time, time to get that money. It should take a long time. You know, I like, yeah, I like yeah. things to move slowly. That way, you know, just you don't wake up one morning with an overpass built on your property. And it, it's good to take time. <laughs> You know, exactly. And yeah, make yeah. sure it's done right, you know. So Yeah, and it's supposed to take time because because of the nature of the beast. But that being said, the amount of time that a private landowner could do the same amount of work, you cut that in in half or more, probably by a quarter the amount of time it actually takes a landowner to get take put the money on the ground and and the habitat work get done. Um you probably shorten that by a quarter, and so you can get a lot more done on private land because you don't have all the red tape. Um, that being said, most of the landowners who are doing that are in doing it in cooperation with uh, New Mexico Game and Fish, and some of you know if if it has national or cross boundary implications, then they're working with U.S. Fish and Wildlife as well. Um, recognizing that those are the wildlife as experts, getting their input on it, making sure that it's um, being done the way it's supposed to be done and so it's it's all valuable for wildlife um it's just on a different level it's you know so again um label us pro private land whatever you want we're pro both we we have to recognize that there is benefits to to both and there are you know negatives to both um that being that being said, it, you know, you just move forward with that knowledge and try and find the common ground that you can stand together on. And, and even if you, you know, if you don't agree with, um, even if you don't agree a hundred percent, that doesn't mean you can't work together on, on things that you do agree on. Um, so it's just finding what's going to be best. For, and that's, that's really the bottom line. What's going to be best for the wildlife. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think the number one consideration. Well, and I can sit here and I can say this. I can say that I think the number one consideration should be wildlife, but you know, that's not going to be the viewpoint of a rancher. The viewpoint of a rancher's number one priority is going to be feeding his family. You know, and I can understand that. Absolutely, no, and but that's their livelihood. But here's the, here's the other fun part is, no, but here's the other fun part is, it is important. Um, whenever we stand together on mm-hmm. on certain topics, it allows us to open a conversation to educate that landowner. They're most of the time what they're doing for their livestock mm-hmm. is um, is beneficial to wildlife. Mm-hmm. It's been mutually beneficial, and so educating them on how they can um, use that to their benefit or um, help wildlife while they're doing, you know, it, 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 it could be something as simple as working with a wildlife agency to, um, tweak their water or situation Mm -hmm. or to tweak a habitat, um, improvement project, um, to better suit different types of wildlife than just livestock. And it's a very small tweak that's not going to harm the wildlife or to harm the livestock at all. Um, but again, us standing together and finding things that we can agree on, uh, 
really opens those conversations. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's important. It, it's important to look at it from both sides. Um, so it was good information. Thank you, uh, Elizabeth, for um, bringing that to our attention, sending us in that direction to at least look at it, you know, because that's, it, it, it is important to understand, for all of us to understand that there's two sides of it. There's not, it's not just one side. You know, currently we have, I, I don't know if you mentioned it, we have one known um, migration corridor. Well, I, I'm, I'm not sure how many they have identified. I, we know, you and I know of, of the major one, which yeah. is the mule deer migration up there in the northwest part of the state from Colorado yeah. down into New Mexico. We, we mentioned it earlier, the, the podcast that we lost with the Mule Deer Foundation. Um, yeah. During that podcast, that's what, that's what she talked about, is that that is the only known migration corridor in New Mexico currently. Uh, right. With studies yeah. going on right now to find more or find out if there are more. But that is currently, current information, as far as I know, the only known um, wildlife corridor right. in New Mexico. I'm sure yep. that there's more migrations. And we know, you know, there's plenty of us that know of, of, you know, like elk that move from summer ground to winter ground. But I don't know that that's exactly what they're considering a wildlife corridor. Maybe it is. I mean, something we maybe ought to look up is what is the definition of a wildlife corridor. You know, how far do they have to migrate for it to be a wildlife corridor? For it to be a wildlife corridor, yeah, yeah exactly. Is it five miles, ten miles, two miles? Because I've seen deer <laughs> while I was hunting move five miles in about 15 minutes. That's little boogers. Yeah. At a steady trot. Guess where I saw that? Say it again. I kind of lost you there for a minute. I said, "Guess where I saw that?" Where? Two B. Guess where I have another tag this year? Two B. Two B. Archery mule. Yep. I'm looking forward to it. Yep. I'm very looking forward to that one. That one's going to be a lot of fun. Yes, it is. That one's going to be a lot of fun because it's our second hunt. We have a much better plan. There's not so that's the bone. That's, that, that might play right into the whole doldrums of summer. Not that there's not a lot of work for me to do, but you know me. I typically do a lot of uh, what they call e scouting. I guess you know, spend a lot of time on Google, um, looking for parks and water and um, terrain to hunt and so on and so forth. I do a lot of scouting, and that's. It's what we talk about. It's what it's what we are. We're the everyday hunter. We have careers, and we can't go scout every day. Um, yeah. You know, contrary to the posts on Facebook, um, we can't get boots on the ground all the time. We have to spend a lot of time on Google. Uh, we didn't get to go scout to be before we hunted it. We got to go up a yeah. couple of days early and scout for a couple of days before the hunt. Um, we spent 12 days up there, 10 of them hunting. Uh, two of them scouting before the hunt. Uh, well, more like one setting up camp, one scouting. <laughs> but, you know, so that's what I do a lot this year, this time of year, is, you know, I'm not prepping for next year's hunts yet, um, but I'm working on an e-scouting. Um, I'm preparing gear lists, um, all of this kind of stuff for our upcoming hunts. And, yeah. Um, so this year, uh, 
we've got two hunts. Well, I've got two hunts. You've got one um, that we've previously done. Um, yeah. So the vast majority of the e-scouting is done. So uh, the gear lists, guess what? I've, I've already got them. I've got them saved from when we had those hunts. So, uh, you know, 2B, we hunted a few years ago. Was it three or four years ago? I think three years ago. Yeah. So so we, we, we did that. I, um, and I've, I've got that information. I'm, I can expand on it. You know, I, I can add to it. And that's not a problem. Um, but it is going to kind of take away some of the work that I have to do because I've already done it. We've got yeah, those. exactly. We've been we've been kind of going on this on this terror of of you know moving across the state trying to hunt big game in all these un- different units, um, and uh, right on game on outdoors. Uh, we'll be up there in January. Cannot wait. Um, but <laughs> like like I said, you know, um, because we've already hunted that. Um, I've already done all the e-scouting. I've already got the gear list. It's the same hunt, you know. The other one is 37 Archery Elk. Uh, you know, we hunted that too. Um, I've got all the pins saved in Google Earth. Um, so, and, and that's pretty close to my backyard, so I know a lot about that country anyway. But but it kind of takes, yeah. takes away from some of the things that I have to do right now. I mean, I'm not complaining I've got two great hunts, one for elk and one for deer, both archery, so I've got a lot of archery practice to do. But, um, you know, but that's, that's what I'm typically doing this time of year is prepping for hunts. And every hunt that we got this year um, is in a, a basically known location. So Magdalena's antelope hunt. Mm-hmm. Been there. Uh, Been there, done that. We, we went and and done our archery antelope hunt up there. We took our hunt it forward hunters up there. Um, she had her her whitetail hunt up there last year. Uh, mm-hmm. So I mean, she's been there. Our hunt it forward participants this year, and I, I'm still super super excited about this one um, because we get to take our hunt it forward hunters cow elk hunting in my backyard. I know this country, but it's the same thing. Um, We've got all the all these units that I can go scout. You know, like I'll go scout thirty-seven. I'll go look for specific bulls and so on. I'll go uh, I'll go scout thirty-four just because it's a hop, skip, and a jump. But yeah, um, you can pretty you can you can almost do that on your way home from work. It's just a little bit outside, but yeah, you you've yeah. been there. I, I know it. I, I've hunted that unit my whole life. I know thirty-four. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's not going to be a problem. Um, the, the biggest problem with that one is deciding where we want to camp. Um, it's going to be a good hunt. It's going to be a fun hunt. I'm really going to enjoy it. Shay and Ryan, I think, are going to really enjoy it. Um, uh, and it'll be a lot of fun. And I think that's kind of what I might do is uh, I might give them some homework. Yeah, and, I think that would be a good idea. And have them do some e-scouting. Uh, mm-hmm. Pick pick a couple, have them identify some areas they might want to hunt. Pick a couple, two, three spots, and tell me why. Uh, yeah, I think that'd be a pretty good a pretty good um, exercise for them, you know, in helping them in their journey and learning how to hunt. So, 
that's probably what I'll have to come up with because as far as like e-scouting and prepping, I have I have all that information from previous hunts. You know? Yeah. Um, and like I said earlier, we've been going across the state hunting all these units, and now all of our hunts this year are kind of repeats, which is good. I, I'm, I, I'll repeat 2B every year. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> every year we could, you know? yeah. So. No kidding. Um, you know, you talk about a little bit about the doldrums and, and what do you do. Um, like now, now's a good time to be doing doing your practice, you know, making sure that you're, uh, if you're hunting with a rifle, your rifle's on. And if you do reloading, tweaking your loads and doing all that, I know for me, for that archery hunt, I'm really excited. I didn't, I didn't put in for elk this year with you guys, um, <clears throat> but I still hopefully be able to sneak away for a few days and go and go hunting with you. Um, but that archery tag uh, for 2B, I'm really, really excited about. And um, having been in there and knowing that the quality of deer that are in there, um, I've got kind of a hand-me-down bow that I got from you. It's a good bow. Uh, but I'm actually really looking towards probably getting a new bow this year, and, and this will be the time to do that. Start getting tuned up with that new bow, get used to it, get um, get lots of reps in. And I know what will happen uh, as I tend to be a little bit of a procrastinator if I don't order me a bow real quick is I'll <clears throat> think, oh, I got plenty of time. It's <laughs> not until January. It'll be September and October, and I'll be busy with work, and then mm-hmm. – uh, you know, I'll be headed out with the same old bow and same old arrows if I don't, if I'm not careful about it. Yeah, and, and you know that you're exactly right. That that tends to be something that happens a lot. I know that. I know that. Was it two years ago when we drew that antelope tag? Because that's that's the last bow tag that we had was that antelope tag, right? It was last year, wasn't it? Yeah, last. Yeah, you're right. Last year, last year we drew the antelope tag, um, and I was actually pretty good last year. Uh, I, I went out and I shot quite a bit and I started pretty early. Um, and, and you're exactly right. That that hunt will sneak up on you, especially if you've got an August hunt. You need to be shooting now. If you've got an ar- August archery antelope tag, now you need to be shooting. I mean, we do have till January, but you're exactly right. If we don't start now, we won't start till December, and that's exactly. bad news. So you do you want to get out there and you want to get after it, and, you know. You want to get your pack, and you want to get some weight in it, and you want to get up and down the mountains. If that's going to be how you're hunting anyway, um, go ahead and make sure make sure you're in shape. Um, make sure you're ready when it comes, and not like like you said, procrastinating, and then ending up trying to um, get it all ready, you know, day before the hunt. Which we well, don't. you know, the the other thing to think about for for this downtime um, is. You're you're going to have long days. You're going to have nice, cool evenings where um, you can get out and you can shoot. But the other thing to think about, you know, um, during the winter, I didn't get to do it very much this year. I I think I went and called maybe one time. Yeah. But you know, I I pull I, you know, you basically switch gears and and you pull out your winter stuff and and you go coyote hunting and you get back and. Sometimes you just got to go back to work, and so you throw it all back in the box. Now's a good time to reorganize that, make sure that you, you know, I'm looking at some of my merino wool, and I'm thinking I'm starting to get a few holes. I might need to start uh, thinking about ordering another set of camo or doing something 
And so it's just a good time to go through all that stuff, make sure, because again, what inevitably happens is you get done with hunting season and you go back to the real world and, and you have in your mind when you get done, okay, I really need to fix this or I really need to get rid of that and get something new. And then you get back and you're tired and it all goes back into the butt, back into the bin um, that you stored in and you don't think about it again until the week before the hunt. So now is really the time to be, to be thinking about that. Uh, and to answer your question there, NM bow hunter 727, uh, between us was just the two B tag. Rodney and, and Deedon drew an elk tag in 37, but I didn't put in with them. They put in first choice for the five doll, which is a once in a lifetime hunt that I have already drawn. Um, plus I have access to a, to a cow tag this year that I'm going to just take for meat if I need it. So, um, just between us was just the two B two B tag. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It'll be a bummer if you don't get to go elk hunting with us, but you know, I'll suffer through it. You'll suffer. I know you'll suffer through it. <laughs> you will suffer through it because you're not going to have somebody get up and light the fire every morning. Right, right. <laughs> I still got beat on to do dishes, so we're good. <laughs> That's true. You do have beat on to do dishes. <laughs> poor beat on. Uh, oh, man. Poor beat on. No, no poor beat on. He brings it on himself. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's He's, he, 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 uh, commented on our facebook live he's watching i'm guessing he's watching a little bit from facebook live so oh, really? I'm, i don't know if he can hear from your side of the, your side of the deal are but, you live uh, on facebook yeah i did a live on oh, facebook nice. so. i didn't know that i didn't know that you did that yeah i can't, I can't so, see it. oh that's, that's what happened last deadfall time bros. you did what i said welcome deadfall bros oh, yep. yep yep um yeah, very. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that elk hunt. Um, you know what, what kind of a bummer about? Man, I sound horrible. No wonder people hate hate, hate us for all the tags we draw. Um, I so, give you. I'm gonna give you the credit, man. You you've got that system figured out. Yeah. Well, not figured out. I I would say you've got you've got the analyzation figured out, and yeah. then you throw in a little bit of luck, and, and it yeah, helps. We've had, we've had great luck, you know. And I feel bad for those that that don't draw out, but. I don't feel bad for drawing out. So, no. uh, but anyway, I was going to say is last time we drew that two B tag. If you remember, that was the only tag we drew. And you're talking about doldrum of summer. There was nothing at all for us to do until January. We had no elk hunts, no antelope hunts, yes. no no any kind of hunts, and it was just my lanta. I was I I had itchy trigger fingers so bad. Um, so well, not year, only that, because it was the first time that we'd drawn it, and we knew it was a good unit, and we were so excited. Yeah. We should have took some time and went up there and scouted, but not Well, we planned, we planned on it, if you don't remember, mm -hmm. if you don't remember and um, life got in the way. Yeah, life happens. Um, but this year, we have that, that archery elk hunt. I have the elk. You'll be there. You'll, you'll probably be there a, a couple of days anyway. Um, yeah. I have faith. Um, but, you know, so that's good. We'll have that. And, and then we have, you know, Magdalena's. Um, it's actually going to be a pretty busy year because we have Magdalena's antelope hunt. Um, okay. And we have the Hunt It Forward um, elk hunt. Um, yeah. So we've kind of got, got quite a bit of stuff 
um, throughout the year to keep us busy, which is good. Uh, again, just back to the summer. Is aside from a little fishing here and there, which don't get me wrong, I love fishing, but we're talking about big game hunting tonight. So, um, yeah. State of Mexico and on results for Colorado in June. Planning on out of state in New Mexico and Wyoming too. So Deadfall Brothers do not appear to be from New Mexico. Yeah, we're, uh, if you're listening, where are you guys from, Deadfall Brothers? Right. Uh, we were looking at, we were actually looking at Wyoming. We were. Um, there, there was a time when you could get a pronghorn tag over the counter in Wyoming, but, um, and if somebody knows different, if you know different, let us know, but everything that we could search out and look at mm -hmm. online said everything's pretty much a draw nowadays so yeah it was it was kind of a bummer because it would have been something i think that we would both have been very interested in um to run up there and and shoot at some antelope and of course we talk about this a lot too um i looked at their proclamation and it's like greek to me i no clue what they're talking about. Um, well, I think uh, I think, and it's not a knock on them. It's just that I've never done it. You know. No, and and I, I again, I'm gonna I'm gonna take this as a as a point uh, over the my, counter that, audit in that's, June. Right? That's my country, brother. That's a hot hot hunt. <laughs> oh, July Ooh. hot hunt, Deadfall Bros. Yeah, but that's my country. So that is. You know, you need you need some. If you need some help, you give me a holler. Yep. Because that, that's that's um, my backyard. Say that again. Say so that's my backyard. Yeah. Well, I'm assuming there's only like one other place to go over the counter audit hunting, unless it's on private land. Uh, but if it's yeah. public land, then I guarantee you they're 99.9 percent .9 there in my backyard. Right. Yeah. Um. Anyways, I was I was gonna say that I mean that's a and I'll, I'll make that point every time it comes up is when <clears throat> it's very important to remember, especially when getting new hunters into hunting, that every single state is different and every single state is going to be confusing as crap because uh, it's not what you're used to. Um, and coming from the outside, that's, that's really, really intimidating coming from the inside. That's really intimidating. Uh, but additionally, um, I think I think it's a testament to, and I got to give I got to give credit where credit's due, um, in that the the field operation side of the law enforcement side of, of New Mexico Department of Game and Fish before I left um, was making a push to try and simplify and get rid of just basic dumb regulations, dumb rules, dumb laws and simplify it so that it made it easier for people to go hunting. And I think that needs to be done across the board. I think there's some very, to put it bluntly, asinine laws on the books that are there because it was the whim or the pet project of a commissioner at the time, and it just hadn't been taken off the books. Um, but that being said, I'm not going to lay blame anywhere because – at least here in New Mexico, I think you're not going to lay blame on Game and Fish because they're just following direction from from the Game Commission that's appointed at the time. Yep. Um, 
But that being said, I would like to see kind of a, an outcry and a, and a push from, again, this, uh, this is probably a great place where we can stand together as sportsmen and just say, let's make this less complicated. Let's get rid of some of these laws. Hands down. Uh, fire Kyle. <laughs> Who said fire Kyle? <laughs> Dion. Shut up, Dion. <laughs> Remember, Dion, Dion, you're the third wheel. <laughs> That's pretty, that pretty funny. Yeah, that was um, funny. Fire Kyle. <laughs> I, I can't fire Kyle. He owns half. Half. Um, he owns. I help, uh, half of nothing is nothing, but, you know, whatever. You own half of nothing. That's what, that's what I, I said. Chester Copperpot. Sheesh. Um, well, that's an interesting... Actually, I don't know if you want to if you want to get into that on this podcast, but... Uh, We've been discussing sponsorships for a while and haven't pulled the trigger and and really done anything with it. Um, uh, So if anybody has any suggestions, we are open to it. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And I think the most, I I, I think, I think the most, the the thing that we're most interested in right now is stuff to help hunt it forward. Yes. Um, I, I, I know that we love hunt it forward. Uh, it's, it, you know, it's not, they, they don't pay us, we don't make any money off of it, um, anything like that. It's just something that we are doing to try and promote the sport, get, get new people. Um, we do not hunt a Gila, but my wife grew up there. Uh, anyway, and, uh. Um, where was I? Oh yeah. Uh, uh, for like the sponsors, yeah, would love to get some um, some support for that. Yeah, we love to do that. We love to 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 help new hunters um, get them into the sport. Um, so it's kind of really our focus right now, as far as not a grande goes. It's our our, our favorite thing. At least it's my favorite thing, and I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure I speak for Kyle as well. Uh, there's just something about it. I know both times that we've went. It was such an enjoyable experience taking somebody else out, um, and and you build such a good friendship with these people. Um, you know, I got I, I, I sent you a picture of it, Kyle. But you know, we got a, a, a little. She gift. sent me. She sent me one too. Oh, did she? Nice. Yeah, I, I can. Here, watch. Right on. There you go. Yeah, it's it's. Um, it's just it's just cool, you know. I mean, you, you build that relationship, and, and she sent me that, and it was just really cool to get that um, from her and Ryan, from Shay and Ryan, um, with a picture of our hunts because it's it's something that we'll we'll remember forever, you know. It's um, it's not quite to the level, you know, of of you know Maggie's first year. Um, yeah. But Maggie's my daughter, so yes. it's not gonna be. But it's plenty good enough. Uh, and it's right up there, and, and it's just a lot of fun um, watching the emotions yeah. that they go through. And it's different too because you know, like Maggie's a child, uh, and these are adults, they're adult onset hunters. Um, so it's neat to watch them them go through that. It was pretty cool. It's, it's a lot of fun. So Very helping much. them. I lost my Facebook feed. You lost your Facebook feed. 
Yeah, I don't know what happened. Yeah, that happens. <laughs> uh, don't know. Oh, yeah, here we go. You lost it? Yeah. Is it still up? Can you see? I don't know. I don't even know. I, I, I hit live. Uh, I'm going to back out because I don't know that I have. <laughs> I don't have the juice to do live on two. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if, if the computer I'm sitting at has a microphone either. So I didn't do yeah. it. Yeah. So what else, Kyle Daxon? Um, I don't know. Uh, let's, let's talk about camping because it's camping season. Oh, yeah. I just bought, <laughs> me, I just bought me a new tent. I'm pretty excited. Tell me, yeah, tell us about your new tent, man. That thing looks cool. It, it is. Um, I'm very excited about it. It, it weighs about 9,000 pounds. Uh, is it as heavy as is as heavy as the GP medium? No, no, no. The GP medium's a beast, dude. Um, uh, it, but it's a it's a Kodiak canvas, mm-hmm. the cabin tent uh, with the awning. Um, so it's a twelve by nine. Uh, so it's roughly the same size as your spring bar from Kodiak canvas. You're, that's yeah. a that's a ten by twelve, right? Yes. Yeah. So the difference is, is the vertical wall um, gives it more space. Um, so there's that, um, and then it also has the awning on it. Um, it says on the instructions that it's a two man setup. You can set it up by yourself. It's not easy. Um, I wouldn't claim in any way, shape, or form that it is as easy to set up as that Kodiak Canvas spring bar tent. That tent is yeah. just super simple to put up. Yeah. But it's still easy enough. Um, I set it up basically me and the kids, which means me, um, in, in just under an hour. Um, yeah. And and so it's, it's not a quick setup summer I mean, it's a good summer tent, don't get me wrong, but, I mean, it's not one of those quick rainfly um, open kind of tents that you get from Walmart or anything. It's a it's a heavy-duty and an emphasis on the heavy, um, but it's got lots of space. It's got lots of windows, um, two doors, uh, and it's got the awning, and I'm going to order the enclosure for the awning as well. So, mm-hmm. so if I want, you know, I can... Um, enclose that area as well um the awning i believe is like eight by eight um so lots of space man um the floors in those things are fantastic because they're vinyl floors um still good to have a footprint under it i put a tarp under it or something you know protect it um but still still pretty simple setup um a little bit more involved than the spring bar but um very nice. I like it. I can't wait to get it up. And uh, when we go camping, um, which will hopefully be not too far away, um, mm-hmm. we'll do a, we'll do a, a video of the setup, and we'll do a review of the product and everything. So I'm very excited about it. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah. We also ordered some some hiking stuff. So we got a we got a pretty neat uh, little backpacking tent. You know, me and Dana did a podcast about. There's D-Don talking crap in a text. Uh, Is he? 
Yeah. Um, we did a uh, we did a podcast about you know wanting to get into into doing some backpacking. And so yeah. we finally took the leap on that. We ordered backpacks for us and the kids, um, and um, sleeping bags and a and a backpacking tent. You know, but that's a whole different realm. You know, that's right. It, that kind of stuff has nothing to do <laughs> with hunting or or uh, regular camping. It's a completely different world. Although there's some some uh, you know parallels, uh, like the the little jet boil stove. Uh, I'll never hunt without that again. <laughs> it's pretty nice. Freaking amazing. Yeah. So, but. I, uh, so, we've been wanting to go camping for a while, mm-hmm. but, um, with, with my new job and, and stuff, my, um, property or my, my possessions are, uh, pretty much spread out across three properties right now, uh, which makes it very difficult to plan a camping trip because you got to, um, track everything down stuff like that doesn't mean it's i'm not going to go do it here pretty soon but i uh was hoping to be in the new house by now which would give me a place to put everything and that didn't happen so that makes it a little more difficult but Mm -hmm. the other thing the other thing that uh, has kind of put a damper on this year is um right now most of the state if not all the state i'm pretty sure all the forests Mm -hmm. are under burn ban and uh well it doesn't necessarily hamper the ability to go camping it, it does uh hamper the enjoyment of that you get out of campfire and all of that it's not going to stop us from going camping but you do have to be quite a bit more careful uh about what you're doing and, and how you're doing it um uh, to, to keep from keep from burning force down yeah so you're, you're wheezing the juice. I am wheezing the juice. <laughs> Actually, my my wife's wheezing the juice. She's watching a TV show in the other room. Ah. So, so I, I guess we're we're not gonna pull we're not gonna be able to pull back pull the uh, live video on Facebook back up. It's not working. It's not working. Well, no, that's all right. Shoot him, shoot him, a, shoot him a message and tell him sorry. <laughs> So I can go back to it. No, do it. It saved anyway. It did. Yeah, it did. Yep, yep. Unfortunately, it's just my face. So sorry about that, people. Just your face. Just my face. Nobody wants to see your face. Nobody wants to see my face. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's not working. All right. Well, that's all right. No biggie, man. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to some hunts this year. Looking forward to finally getting out and doing some camping. Um, lots of sensitive topics out there. Probably don't want to get into none of that tonight. Sensitive. Hey, we watched that movie there uh, the other night. Uh, had, a, had a drive-in, had a new projector. Um invited all the family we sat in the back of each back of our own trucks and 
watch Major Payne on the projector on the side of the house. It's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> I like oh, that. Did you guys show like a, a kid's movie first? I thought I saw Moana in the picture. Oh, yeah. So, so one of the things, you can't see anything until it's dark. So I just kind of turn a kid's movie on while we're setting up and everything. That way I can just kind of get everything adjusted. Um, you can't be throwing, like, Fury or anything up there. Uh, yeah. Scare all the neighbor's kids away. <laughs> hmm. Might have to rethink that. Um, but, um, so, yeah, I just I just threw it up. Background noise and, and uh, stuff. So when I was taking all the pictures, that's what was showing. And I'm pretty strict. That some bitch starts at seven thirty or eight thirty, and uh, you shut up and get in the back of your damn truck. <laughs> watch any popcorn. Watch a damn movie. Yeah. <laughs> we do. It. So, that's pretty good. I've been drinking. Yeah. Watermelon beer. That's pretty good. <laughs> I am not drinking watermelon beer, <laughs> but. I should, probably should have a Pepsi. I forgot about grabbing something to drink. I got Dr. So, Pepper too. Um, oh, nice. Um, so, yeah, I actually want to go back to a topic that we talked about just a little bit ago. All right. Um, I would really like to start thinking about an out-of-state hunt somewhere. So, and we've had our eye on one. I, I've got, yeah, I've got my eye on one, and I don't know if it's the same one you're thinking about, but I want to go, I want to go down to Arizona and go coos deer hunt. That's the one I was thinking about, yeah. So, um. Then I've got another one I've been thinking about, and that's mule deer and wolf in Idaho. Yeah. So the Idaho, the Idaho one, um, I'm very interested in that as well. Um, from what I from what I know about Idaho, it's best if you can plan to go at least a couple, two, three times in a row, because of the yeah. way that they're hunting. Hunting so so like New Mexico has their uh, you have to buy you know before you put in and draw for the draw if you're resident or non-resident you have to buy that um, uh, big game hunting license. Right. And and Idaho has and I haven't done a ton of research on this, so I don't, I don't know. You know, I, I may be speaking a little incorrectly here, and that's fine. Um, I'm not saying this is exactly how it is, but at one point in time, it was like a hundred bucks for three years. Now I think it's like three hundred bucks for three years. But last I looked, um, which I think was last year, it that game hunting license covers three years. Um, and, and then you have to, you know, pay the money for the tag for the deer or the elk or antelope or whatever you do. And uh, at the time as well, deer, elk, and antelope were over the counter. They had a limit on non-residents, but it was kind of a first come, first served until once they meet the quota, then they shut it off kind of deal. So yeah, I, I've still got a lot of research to do on it, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm also highly interested in um, mule deer hunting in Idaho whitetail hunting in Idaho. Um, I'm not going to do it from a damn blind, but, um, <laughs> you know, elk, I, you know, it, it's, to me, it's one of those trips where the money that you have to spend on the game hunting license, 
you probably don't want to go two out of three years. Uh, right. Kind of yeah. what kind of what I'm getting at right now. Um, um, but uh, um, I, I'm certainly interested in that. I'm very interested in in the Arizona thing. Um, the one the one thing that bums me out about the Arizona thing is the um, bonus point system that they have. Uh, if I'm going to do that, I probably want to go do it with a rifle. Yeah. Um, you can do it over the counter archery, um, mm-hmm. but I'm not too sure how interested I am in going all the way over there with a the bow at this point in time. Maybe once I learned the country better. Um, but you know, I do all that studying on the draw to give myself better odds. Mm-hmm. And. Um, I'd hate to spend all that money and go all the way to Arizona for, um, take care guys, uh, for, to take a bow yes. and try and shoot a whitetail. Um, I'd rather, I'd rather draw the tag and go with a rifle. So I'm losing, there you are. Yeah. Um, so, but it has a, a point I'm system back. and so, uh, that's kind of a bummer, but I would like, you know, Idaho's over the counter. Um, so I'm very interested in that. And I think that there's some over the counter, like there's some over the counter in Colorado. Um, yeah, but elk, elk aren't, I I don't get jammed up for saying this, but elk aren't my favorite. I'd much rather go, um, mule deer hunting. Uh, I love elk hunting. Love it. Um, but I kind of want to get, you know, I want to do some things that are kind of outside the wheelhouse of what we always do. Granted, going yeah. to another state is outside the wheelhouse, but you know, coos deer in in Arizona. You know, um, we got coos deer here too, but um, the wolf in Idaho. You know, I think the big attraction is let's get a let's get a mule deer tag and run up to Idaho and hunt wolf. Hunt <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh, mule deer too. Yeah, well, for sure, but, you know, you, you see what I'm saying. That's, that's you know, um, we had a fishing trip that we had that we want to take in Oklahoma for spoonbills. Spoonbill fishing, yeah. yeah, I, need so, get, I need to get with uh, with my buddies in, in Oklahoma and set that up. It's it been a bad couple of years because, you know, having kids and young kids uh, is tough uh, on, on taking trips with with the guys and mm-hmm. keeping the wife happy and things like that and and again uh, you know I, I i've said this to to my to my wife directly to her face and so i'm not going to get in trouble maybe i'll get in trouble by saying it here but i don't think i'll get in trouble by saying it here but i don't subscribe to the happy wife happy life um uh mentality i think it's it's got to be a give and take on both sides so but uh, when, as our kids are getting older, it's going to be easier for me to give her the break that she would like, and then it'll be a lot better for me to be able to go out on those trips doing that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, what other? We had another another one that we were looking at doing. Um, we did go down to Texas and, and hunt pigs in Nodad. That was pretty yep. cool. Um, that was cool. Would love to, to get to go down there and do that again. Um, I'd like to get uh-huh. to go down there and do that trapping that we've been wanting to do. Um, yes. 
That would be fun. We've got some halfway plans in February, maybe. Um, won't mention any of that, but uh, sometime this winter, if we could, if we could break off into Texas again um, to go do that trapping, that would be cool. Yep, definitely. I think I think that trapping is going to be good, probably right there, first part of well. We're not gonna be able to purchase part of January, but we'll we'll see what we're gonna be able to do. <laughs> right? Yeah, that, and that's the way it is. You know, we were supposed to go last year, um, and it fell through. Um, but we have we have bow tags, and, and you're already gonna be on the outside end of that hunt. So, yeah. Um, with with prior arrangements, so um, to to try that's and right. go do that in in January would be tough, but maybe February. Yeah, or or December, somewhere in there. Yeah, we got elk hunts. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, Christmas, There's and a... then hunt it forward. Like I said, we're covered yeah. up now. The only thing, the only month that we don't have uh, a hunt going on is November. That's true. So, uh, and, and of course August, and I don't want to go to Texas in August. Yeah. No, but November probably wouldn't be bad. We'll, we'll just have to see. So, anyways. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's it's a good problem to have being covered up in hunts so you can't do, go do more hunts. You bet. Um, we got like 20 seconds left, dude, before they kick us off of here. So um, okay. I want to go ahead and say thanks to everybody that joined and had a comment. Um Thanks for following us, liking our posts, listening to our podcast. There's a gentleman that asked for us to post some of this on YouTube. I'll get it done as quick as I can, man. Appreciate you Absolutely. guys joining. Thank you. Adios. Adios. Dana, can you come help me real quick? Yeah. Oh, no. No, I'm not.
Um, I think no, yeah, we need that to keep going. How do I how do I make a video? Hard pants. Um, go to video maybe or. I mean no, to, I mean to call Kyle. What? Like if I wanted to call Kyle. You have to go to Messenger. Oh, it's on Messenger. Go to Kyle. Don't turn that on until after I walk away. Can you do um, do messenger phone call? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, go to go to your messenger. I'm trying to call you on your messenger. Do what? Go to your messenger. I'm trying to call you on messenger. uploading on my phone so I didn't want to jack up my I didn't want to mess with it so that's you did what? I, I said I was I'm up I was up um, sorry it's a very nice picture on Instagram I saw what's that um, anyway the video and stuff was uploading so I didn't want to Jack tainted, tainted, all of, all of that good stuff. And jacking about, no jacking about, eh? So, yeah, there's a very nice picture on Instagram. I hate her. Anyway. Oh, dude. <laughs> 
Thanks for joining Not a Grande Outdoors podcast. Come follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. And don't forget about our website, www.notagrandeoutdoors.com. Adios. Adios.